One is a one is off. Like where it's at right now. Look, too bad. The bottom line is EA NHL hockey is too slow. Speed it up so I can snort more G fuel and post my sick goals on TikTok while I Fortnite dance on top of the dead bodies of those defenders who wish they were good enough to stop me. Who cares if their tool bag is a wet paper bag with a moldy sandwich in it? I'm better than them because I scored this sick goal. Look at how many views I have on TikTok. Look at my YouTube thumbnail where I'm shocked. Oh my God. Because I scored a sick goal. I hate that. I hate that I so fucking much. hate, like... The thumbnails. I can't stand the fucking. They're the best, aren't they? I'm holding the fucking hot pack or whatever. I can't stand that. I, I've been vocal about that, like entirely. Just and it, it works. That's the thing too. It, mm -hmm. it works for for creators, and they get views off of it. And like clickbait. To, ah, man. Just I don't know. Clickbait culture. Fucking despise it. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tukey Steak Podcast, your uh, twice-a-week moan over the state of the EA NHL series and those involved with it, ourselves included. We are back again to talk about what was like half a weekend's worth of hockey. There were no games on Sunday. It's really yeah. weird to me. Did either of you see a reason for that? <laughs> or it's just like, oh, uh, we're taking a week off. I think everyone was too busy watching uh, the 23 hours of Chell. Uh, yeah, you know. they were. What a yeah. What a time that was. Oh, my God. Just get 8000 people begging for codes. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, I'd make more money if I had 8000 people in my stream nightly. But holy shit, is it not nearly as fun to have 8000 people? It'd probably be different. If yeah, people if you were actually had eight thousand for people. codes the entire time. Yeah, those same but people same are going to be on on Twitter, bashing all the all the all the all the all those people who gave out the free codes for oh, fucking I know. up the game. Every, it's all every your fault. Sing at Shill twenty four. Shilgi. Every <laughs> every tweet where it's like this person's going live with some 12 year old being like where's my free shit <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part about that is that when sports gamer Gigi when Kinu finally got his chance to go they were it was like so late enough that everyone went to fucking bed I'm like oh where are my loyalty packs people now like come on like cry a little bit and then the next hour they went right back to it I'm like holy shit <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was a time to be able to uh, yeah. take part in that. While I'm thankful for it, it also opened up my eyes to be like having to run a chat on slow mode just so you can see what one person typed. Not very fun. Not a very fun Twitch experience. Yeah. Anyway, hockey, right? Well, actually, that's a lie. We'll get to our viewer questions first here in a section. But first, Endo, how are you? How was your weekend, bud? It was good, honestly. Um, what did they even do this weekend? Uh, besides that's like edit sign stuff. Of a great weekend. Yeah, that's it's a real big sign when it just passes by you completely. Uh, didn't really do much. Mostly just edited stuff. Uh, and uh, contemplated my existence as to why I uh, have decided to try to make a livelihood off of something that absolutely shoots me in the foot. Sin, how about you? That's pretty good. Because I didn't go. really play NHL. 
Um, you, know, <laughs> you played one game on f- Saturday. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, no, I'm not having fun. I'm gonna stop. I thought that was Friday. Was it? No, it, it was yeah. Saturday. He played. We Friday was us fucking around in practice mode, which is a I video that's right. gonna be up on the on the main channel. Yeah, I was any there. Second now, I was there yeah. for us fucking around when we were skating on each other's legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then we played a game, and then I quit. Oh after yeah, that. you're right. That was Friday. You played one game, and you said, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah, <laughs> and you weren't around on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was busy. I was, I was uh, busy doing other things like yeah, enjoying yourself. And- yeah, like hanging out with people and then playing Skyrim, you know, like a good game. I thought you were going to say, like, I had more important things to do, like putting up new drywall, you know, entertaining <laughs> things to do. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's speaking of which, speaking of that in Skyrim, there's this meme where it's like, like when you exit a conversation with this Argoni, he's like, now if you'll excuse me, I'll have important matters to attend to. Then he just lays down in his bed and starts sleeping. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's just, oh, that's like that. I've never have I related so much to a video game. Fair enough. So with that, before we get to our viewer questions, a friendly reminder, as always, this podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped. You can use code Tugi, T-O-U-G-I-E, at checkout for 20% off your order and free, free shipping. And that's code Tugi at Manscaped.com. Get the best tools for the job, the best tool your tool dare i say as others have said uh, on numerous different occasions um you know we've 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 talked them up for a long time and rightfully so they deserve it endo mills has memed circular deodorants into uh, my community's everyday lexicon it's it's fair it's frankly impressive how he's been able to do that i can't mention anything without someone being like oh so you're also gonna are you gonna shill manscape too <laughs> <laughs> like during the 23 hours you know that my hour time slot on that stream this weekend people are like oh mention raid shadow legends and manscape oh and everything else and it's like oh, we don't get paid to do that um that said we do get paid to mention manscaped here and we thank them for that and we thank you that have used our code over the past like year and a half of this lovely match made in heaven partnership with our yeah. friends at Manscaped. Thank you to Manscaped. Go Tuki. 20% off. Free shipping. Hell yeah, brother. Ah, oh, I wonder if I it's if it's too late to switch the code to hell yeah, brother. Damn. Be a good code. You can anyway, have questions. <laughs> Links and it's gonna be a weird show, everybody. Buckle up. Especially after these questions. Link to the Discord description. You know the deal. First question comes from AJ. If you could design the next truck for Monster Jam, what is your concept? Dank Brandon. Give me Joe Biden <laughs> smoking the fattest blunt. Kicking oh Ron DeSantis in the chest. So like the way you would have Bald that. Eagles happen. flying out of his asshole. Oh my God. That's where I'm at. I think if you do Dank Brandon, it's got to be like where the the headlights are for the for the truck. It's like his eyes, but like the red like meme like <laughs> shot out. So <laughs> that's the yep. only way I can see it. <laughs> oh, the the tailpipe. Uh, it's just like three different tailpipes: red, white, and blue exhaust. Um, God, what else? I think that's good. I think that's good. I think that would alienate enough of the Monster Jam population. Yeah. 
Any ideas that can top that, boys? Good luck. No. No. Like, <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, do we design the fuck? Like, a monster truck's just a monster truck. I thought we had designed, like, a new truck. I was like, uh, it's big and has big wheels and it runs over shit. It has shit. bigger wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, bigger jaws. Yeah, like, what the hell do they want from me? Um, it's like a lifted truck, but like a lifted, um, <laughs> an even lifted, uh, Lifteder, uh, monster a truck. Lifteder? Yeah, <laughs> and even more lifted, Just even yeah. higher off the ground. Oh, God. I don't fucking know. What the hell, man? <laughs> Our next question from local dipshit. Great name. Does Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. twerk or nod? Now, same feel free to fuck kind of question. Literally is the same to, thing. Feel free to Google the character again. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with twerks. I'm gonna say it's the same thing because of his biological design. Fair, but that could make for confusing relationships, right? Well, he doesn't have relationships. He's a little piece of green shit. His only relationship exists in a world where they harvest human emotions. They're pretty evil if you think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty fucked up. Yeah, they're they're worse than the Clintons if you believe the conspiracy theories. <laughs> but the emails, but the adrenochrome. God damn it! Whatever the hell they call that shit. Red, hashtag Randall was right. You see, they fuck these kids and then kill them while they're scared, and then they do the drug of adrenochrome. Holy shit, what has this Actually, podcast been for the last four minutes? Blame it on the local dipshit, you dipshit. <laughs> dipshit is not used enough as an insult anymore. Oh I use God. it a fair amount, but yeah, I need to use it more because it's a good one. It's it's a classic. It is a, it is. An oldie but goodie. Yeah. In <laughs> before someone corrects you to say, it's an oldie but a goldie because everything has to rhyme. I never learned it like that either. I always said oldie but a goodie. Who cares if it doesn't rhyme? Goldie, but a goldie. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that in my life. Yeah, I don't know. Goldie people always people always feel the need to correct you when you say oldie but a goodie, and they say it's actually oldie but a goldie. And I'm like, Who that are sounds these like people. And Holy why Colsic. did they leave Monster Jam because of my dank Brandon? That <laughs> <laughs> get more people. I watching just it. love. Like, can I talk about that meme for a second? Because whatever. I yeah. just love that there are people who are like, we're going to meme Joe Biden by calling him Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, and all this shit. You know why? Like, did you really think that wouldn't be turned around back on you in some way, shape, or form? Like, that's how meme culture works. Well, they're just like, pretending. Obviously, all they're doing is it. pretending to be oppressed by saying, we're not allowed to say fuck Joe Biden. Yes, you can. I say it all the time. Guy's I mean, a fucking dip. Uh, there, he's, a, he's a dumbass. Like, you're not was, oppressed. There was a uh, certain Georgian politician yesterday who called the Democratic Party the party of anti-white racism. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. I'm so country. glad I am what? not online anymore because oh I would. Bro, I, would I wish have... I could quit. Dude, Jesus Christ. Welcome to so the political yeah. podcast. 75% of Democrats shit. hate themselves. Oh. God, it's true, but I hate the other 25% who aren't even more. Um, God yeah. damn it, just... Uh, the, oh, God. We we have fun here. We have fun here. Let's see where this thought... next question brings us, because... Uh, <laughs> I 
somehow accidentally led us down a political path for both. That's okay. Jesus I'm allowed Christ. to. Are eyebrows considered facial hair? Why or why not? Asks it's Steel your, Devil. It's on your are face, I, right? Are eyebrows a sign of leftism? <laughs> there we go. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we could get that to be a thing. I hope so. I want to see people Everybody run around with right shaving, shaving their eyebrows. Dude, it reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode. As you can see from my my cone shaped nipples, I'm a member of the superior race here. So people are just gonna go around <laughs> shave off their eyebrows to signify that they're superior. Oh my god! Oh my Anthony god! Davis, superior. hundred percent. Like, <laughs> make that a thing. Shave your eyebrows. Real real men don't have eyebrows. <laughs> real alphas don't grow eyebrows because their testosterone level's so high. You got a unibrow? Fucking beta cuck. Jesus Christ. God, well, see, that's the funny thing is you'd think it would go the other way that I'm so manly I can't control these eyebrows. But now no, it's I'm because taking that's... back the power by shaving my eyebrows. That's I'm how they man. justify going bald, is that they have too much testosterone, which makes you lose your hair. There's some scientific truth to that, but that's how all those dudes justify their receding hairline, because they're very, very, well, they're fragile people. That's why they project that fragility onto others and call them soy boys. Soy boy! I don't know how to feel as someone who has a receding hairline. And a- You're a man, Toogie. Feel that I'm way. A I'm a man. I'm going to go. I'm going to go fucking drive down the street and so- call someone a slur. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a man. Me and that Timberwolves player. We're men. Yeah. I can dunk on a five foot rim. What about you, you bitch? <laughs> yeah, you you and Donald Sterling are fucking men. Please don't. Please don't mention me in the same sentence as that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Anthony oh Edwards God. is who I was shouting out there. Anthony Edwards. <clears throat> All right. Well, now that we've successfully alienated everyone who uh, has a certain political affiliation, uh, are eyebrows considered facial hair? Why or why not? No. Uh, they're not, but they should be. They're not considered facial hair because facial hair by, is is not something that you're born with. Or it's, Are you it's born something... with eyebrows? Yeah. Look at little babies. Damn. They got eyebrows, man. Here's the thing. An eyebrow right, doesn't actually add mean... to the Google search, eyebrowless baby. <laughs> Here's <laughs> a thing. search, do babies have eyebrows? Eyebrows does not just oh refer to the hair on there. Your eyebrows are literally the, uh, it's a part of your skull. It's true. Your brow is a part of your skull. So your eyebrows. I browse the internet for pictures of babies without eyebrows. My God. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Uh, All right. We got an episode title. <laughs> I browse the internet. Oh, oh fuck. Fox, that was the worst. Remember the that other day bad. you texted me as uh guy <laughs> it was yeah, it was sin with like the uh you were gonna start like wearing shorts more or something. What? When did what I say I was gonna wear was shorts that? more? What the hell you was that you're... text? I have to find this. I think you said on the podcast again wearing shorts more. I think I'm I like... did too. And basically, you know, Sin mentioned that I was ready to be a father for the dad jokes. Yeah. Not compared to you with eyebrows. Holy shit, I gotta <laughs> step my game up. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, That's what happens when you're not on the internet that much. Yeah, I remember that now. What was that dad joke? I forgot. Jesus Christ, I'm looking for it. The problem is, ah, there we go. Oh, you were experimenting with YouTube shorts, and I said one positive is tanned likes. You didn't oh, say yeah. YouTube shorts, you said shorts. <laughs> yeah, 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 because we were talking about better YouTube. order some pregnancy tests. The dad jokes are just too strong. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that's, so, that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> oh, God. In case anyone thought we just saved this absurdity for uh, the podcast. Nope, nope, it's a part of the... Uh, the regular California nine to five. It is life. Holy Came shit. down on a bubble, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. So Endo eyebrows. <laughs> Any thoughts on Monster Jam, Mike Wazowski, or Cucks? <laughs> like... Oh man. Are no. eyebrows a part of the liberal agenda? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm dying. <laughs> they got no eyebrows on the left. They got no eyebrows. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. To put a cap on everything political, fuck Kanye West. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Um, there we go. He bought parlor. nothing political Jesus. about saying fuck that guy. It's just common sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and no eyebrows. <laughs> Or it's a career uh, move if you're I, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, there you go. This hey. this is not even Ew. a hockey podcast anymore. Jesus Christ. We're just talking about literally everything but hockey. <laughs> this is what happens when they don't give us hockey on a Sunday. <laughs> what to do? Chick-fil-A is closed. I don't have no hockey. Fuck. I, I can't print. Um, Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just stuck with nothing. Uh, yeah, eyebrows. Uh, fucking! How are the? How do they work? (laughs) (laughs) Our next question comes from Craze. Why is it called the oven when you? uh, When you? I'm gonna read this as he wrote it. Holy fuck! What the fuck? Why is it called the oven when you of out the food from the oven? So the actual quote is, why do they call it oven when of uh, when you of in the cold food out of hot eat the food? What? It's a stupid meme from like 2013. There's a the most popular image of it is uh, a, a Garfield strip uh, where it's John Arbuckle, uh, the cuck that he is. It's a um, Garfield strip. lasagna out of the oven. And he says, why not why a Garfield strip? <laughs> Fucking Gazork Gazork Field, bitch. Wow, I just put Gazork, in the group chat. Yeah, really so it's like, why do they call it one. oven when of when you of in the cold food of out hot eat the food? That yes. definitely sounds like a 2013 meme. Yeah, it, does. Uh, it is. It's just the most does. brutal, disgusting, like, and it's just going to be black and white, hand drawn. Um. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> why is it called the and oven? Then, because and someone says, "Yo, why John thick as hell?" <laughs> Who the fuck is John? Oh man, Garfield's owner. Yeah. Oh, John Arbuckle. Oh, yo. Okay, I see. I see. Who the fuck you, John? John? You fucking prick. <laughs> this is I don't like, give a I'm fuck. I'm Gazorp Zorpfield. Reminds me of uh, fuck the the joke. It's like Steve Jobs died of ligma. Who's Steve Jobs? Ligma ball. <laughs> 
was. That was pretty good. Uh, well, thank you everybody for the questions and the most absolutely absurd 20 minute opening to a podcast uh, that we have ever had here uh, in the God, two, three, almost. Yeah, God, this is the third season of the NHL that this podcast is covering. Is hey, you may have noticed I've shaved my eyebrows right here. The eyebrows are part of the globalist agenda. agenda. Sorry. They're going to separate us. They're going to divide us. <laughs> Trying to get us away from the people that turn the frogs gay. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I, 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 can't eyebrows, I can't. I can't be forced to pay back the one billion dollars I owe those families for ruining their lives because I'm a big piece of shit. Oh my god! Globalists. Our eyebrows part of the liberal agenda. <laughs> they uh, they try to force you to, to keep the eyebrows because that just uh, makes you easy to identify when they're going to round us all up and round up our guns and turn of the frogs gay. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember that was like oh the FEMA camps. All the they got all these pre-ordered coffins. They, they just bury them. And, uh, <laughs> that was a thing, dude. It was yeah. Fucking, it hella yeah. was. They had a bunch, they like ordered body bags and they're like, oh my God, they're going to fucking take people away and kill them. Have you seen the tanks driving down the road? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's not like U.S. is a big old fucking military industrial complex. I'm like, no. <laughs> like they're, they're just showing it right in front of our face, these evil plans, but they're actually fucking stupid. So a moron like me can notice and warn all of you, buy my supplements. Here's a picture of me without a shirt on. <laughs> My muscle mass grew. It's like the same yeah, fucking just picture. Just one, one of them, he's got a tan. <laughs> As you can see here, I my muscle mass increased and I fucking... I got outside and I, I, I did, a, did a lap around the building. Then I came back in. I wet my hair a little bit. <laughs> Holy fuck. This this tent will keep you safe from nuclear fallout. The globalists are coming. Oh my god. (laughs) It's a pop-up tent. You press one button and you don't even have to do anything afterwards. You just press a button and it folds back into itself. Fits in your backpack along with all your other survival gear. Like your alpha male mace, brother. (laughs) Alpha male mace! What an oxymoron! Oh, fuck, dude. oh, oh shit! When a globalist comes knocking, hit him with a spray, brother. <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan! All right. Oh my god! That's the wall, brother. <laughs> oh shit! We got, we got our globalist repellent. It works like bear repellent. Hundred percent effective on Hillary Clinton. Should keep her right out of the room. <laughs> so if Hillary Clinton ever is in the same room as you don't, you know you got my products to thank. I thought you said Hillary Clinton. I'm like, what? <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Oh my god. <sighs> All right, Ooh. this is taking a turn. So hockey. Yeah, hockey. Allegedly. Oh god, let's just um. Ooh, take a second to breathe. Oh my god. I'm just waiting for Endo or Sin to chime in with something to continue the joke, but I think I think we've hit critical mass on this. No, oh, we're gonna god. we're gonna jump the shark, it's fine. It's yeah, we're good. We'll we'll end on a high, <coughs> excuse me. On a high note. So
as always, thank you for sending in your viewer questions. <laughs> we look forward to Thursday's show. Can't wait to see what you come up with next. Um, did we answer the question about the oven? I don't know, but we're not going to now. That's all you need to know. Yes. Um, we'll start off the actual talking about hockey stuff on, uh, you know, the, the two more negative notes that have captured the headlines, obviously, either recently or for a good amount of time now. Uh, the first being more being discovered about Hockey Canada. Um, they had a previously undisclosed third reserve fund for it specifically for uninsured claims. Coming. You know, this is a company that's, you know, it's it's a company. Let's be honest. It's a company um, that has mentioned a lot of things in regards to profits and essentially the idea of like properly paying out victims and stuff like that. So basically just more incredibly... Shady ship from Hockey Canada. Um, we can leave it at that, basically, because we're all still just kind of waiting to be like, all right, you just keep peeling back the layers of this unbelievably shitty organization. But when's the when's the change? You know, when's the change? What we're waiting for at this stage. Yeah. And then. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't know if you had anything to add that's not overly depressing, because let's be honest. Fuck Hockey Canada. That's, that's it. That's just fuck Hockey Canada. Continue to follow Rick Westhead, Katie Strang, and others as more <laughs> continues to be uh, found out. Then, yeah. there was the other situation that we made reference to, but obviously, we, you know, reserve judgment until, you know, we have more of the story out. And even now, we don't know for sure if we have the full story, but for the NHL side of things, at least for the moment, kind of case closed for them in terms of the Ian Cole situation. Now, again, um, last week, Ian Cole was accused of essentially sexual assault and grooming um, by somebody on Twitter. Within 118 hours, I believe it was, the NHL officially had released a statement from that tweet to a statement of their own saying that they essentially considered the case closed after the accuser didn't respond, um, nor were the NHL, you know, in a general sense, apparently able to get a hold of the person uh, who put out the accusations. Now, the timing of this, the statement itself, lends a lot of people to be like, what the hell did you even try to do? And I totally understand that side of things. Yeah. There's the other side of the, like, again, like we are more in a, in a general sense as we more than, you know, um, justified in saying like, how much did you really find out in like less than four days? The other side of things is, you know, the NHLPA taking up issue with the fact that he was suspended by the lightning before the NHL even started the investigation, uh, saying quote, players should never be subject to suspension or discipline in response to unsubstantiated and anonymous accusations. Um, you know, if we assume that the allegations are true, it is possible that the person behind this didn't want to fully go into discussions but wants to move on doesn't want to deal with an investigation the baggage that comes along with it um and maybe just wanted to put a spotlight on ian cole so that people were aware and that he wouldn't be able to continue 
uh, any potentially predatory actions if he was in fact undergoing those. Um, and look, there's the fact too, because we don't know, like, hey, if this is false, then, well, Ian Cole got a raw fucking deal on this one. It's just one of those things where, you know, it it's something that's brought up. And depending on how you read the statement that was put out from the initial accuser, how you read the statement that the NHL puts out, especially in the time frame that they put out there, um, it just kind of leaves you feeling shitty one way or another is the best way to kind of sum it up right now. But what we do know for sure is that Ian Cole is going to be playing for the Tampa Bay Lightning unless something else comes out. Yeah. Like I said, it's not too much of a conversation that a lot of heavy discussion can go into because we don't know for sure what the NHL did in terms of their investigation. Um, you know, the statement that they put out uh, saying that um, they having found no evidence to substantiate the allegations. You know, we don't we don't know what the details were of any potential investigation. We don't. Uh, but certainly from a public facing standpoint, sure does seem like, you know, I, I don't blame people for being like, oh, cool. They tweeted the person to respond. And when they didn't respond, that was it. So. It's worth bringing up because it is one of the biggest stories in, in hockey over the past week. But for the moment, we have nothing else to uh, necessarily go on. So it's worth bringing up. It is worth keeping an eye on. But in terms of whether or not anything happens from here, who knows? Kind of where we have to leave that. So I don't know if you two had any uh, anything else to add to that particular discussion before we get into actually talking about the games that took place on Friday and Saturday and the events along with that. But that's where things stand with that particular topic. Yeah. Um, the NHL taking issue with him getting suspended by the team. Do they have... I don't know. I, I think it was actually a decent thing for the team to do. Like, hey, we're not going to do anything with you just in case. Like, I don't know. Like, it wasn't the league punishing him. Like, what's the NHLPA getting all upset about? Don't they Don't they work at just – well, I guess they do defend – I don't know. I feel like that was – it's a team decision. It's not like a punishment from the league. Right. No, I, I agree with that in terms of how that could be viewed as a little bit, a little bit interesting. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I also, you know, regardless of the optics of that, I can understand the NHL's P the NHLPA's position. Yeah, of, no, I get it. I was just, are we going to... to hold every player out who's accused of something on Twitter? Like, where's the, like, where's, where's the, the line? line? You know, mm -hmm. do you want to set the precedent? Not to say again, I'm not sitting here saying one way or another that I'm like, Oh no, I think this was just some random troll account. I'm not saying that, but you know, it is that idea of, and people were, you know, essentially joking about it in a sense of, you know, if you set a certain precedent, it's like, Oh cool. Game seven of the Stanley cup finals. Let's just say the star player, you know, some bot account comes up, you know, it wouldn't be that difficult for someone to create essentially a hoax of multiple accounts corroborating stories of a star player being accused of something and then a team being forced to sit that player out 
in like yeah. a crucial game or something like that. So I get the NHLPA standpoint there at the same time. You know, if you're suspended, there's a lot that goes into that as well from a financial standpoint. So it's just, there's no real clarity based off of what's happened here. There's no great kind of example of like, okay, here's how things are going to be conducted moving forward. You're just kind of left with like a, well, fuck, I hope it's not true. And if it is true, this doesn't feel right. It's just, I think gross is the right word for it. It just leaves you feeling gross because it's another set of accusations coming out against an NHL player in what has been a consistent parade of accusations over the last year. Yeah. Hit it right in on the terms head, of the hockey itself, unless I know you got anything here. No, you hit it right on the head. That's perfectly it. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's one of those things where I agree the idea of this show. Hey, let's have it be more positive. Let's talk about hockey. Let's talk about whatever the fuck we talked about for the first 20 minutes of the show. Jesus <clears> Christ. Um, at the end of the day, this is just three friends fucking hanging out, shooting the shit. Oh, and hockey is sometimes the topic. Um, but when a story is that big, you do still have to acknowledge it in the in the very least. You know, I, I wouldn't want to not talk about it and have someone just presume that we take the NHL at their word at a base level because <clears throat> Hockey Canada, the NHL themselves, have proven that can be a dangerous tightrope to uh, accept a, a league stance just at base value. Yeah. And In terms of doing what shit happened, about Chicago either. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of the primary example, isn't it, of why that's dangerous? Yeah, I'm like, why do we expect them to do anything? Uh, all, all we should expect the NHL to do is protect the teams. All we should expect the teams to do is protect themselves. All we need to expect the NHLPA to do is protect the players. That's literally what they're there for. They don't care about yeah. victims. They care about their fucking image. You're not wrong. And that's yeah, why yeah. anybody <laughs> that's, you know, that's of that standpoint of like, what the fuck y'all did all you do? is just tweet the person and when they didn't respond you said case closed people are right to uh to think that way they are mm -hmm. i mean it's just the the precedent is there as to why someone would think that way essentially yeah i mean so. yeah i don't know it's and it's ian cole i feel like if you're looking to make a big splash you'd target you know if you're trying to make some shit up you'd definitely target someone other than ian cole Right. No offense right. to Ian Cole, but <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong. I, I mean, I, I agree with that sense as well. You know, like like I said, people talking about that hypothetical of like, oh, a star player. It's like, <clears throat> this wasn't a star player. This was Ian Cole at the tail mm -hmm. end of his playing career. So, yeah, yeah it I guess, just sucks. Like, it just sucks that nothing was really going to come of it. Like, and it's for a variety of reasons. It's not the victim's fault. It's not. It's not anything. If they don't want to talk about it, you know, they don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just sucks. Yeah. In terms of the games that did take place on Friday, you know, it, it's always a weird transition where we're just like, oh, the league's kind of fucking shady sometimes, isn't it? Well, let's talk about the on ice product. Yeah, just a little bit. Just it's a, a bit, bit uncomfortable for sure. But that is uh, the point, I do suppose. Um, let's actually talk about, I guess, the hockey that did happen on Friday. And you know what I, I will say though, like in, in, in terms of talking about hockey, the sport itself, 
you know, the NHL has definitely taken a hit in the past year in terms of, I would say, you know, certain people and their interest levels because of stories like this. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm watching less hockey now than I really ever have. Like I just, yeah, it was, it was it. I guess it was last season where it was around the Chicago Blackhawks thing. I just completely lost interest. I mean, the Sharks sucking too also contributed. I wasn't even setting my fantasy lineups anymore. Like it was a combination of hating the NHL game, being like just fed up hearing about horrible, horrible things from, you know, the NHL and the Blackhawks and all that. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. It's It's been a time. It's been a time. So if you want me back, uh, NHL, rig the uh, rig, rig the lottery for the Sharks. Give us Bedard. Oh, we'll we'll talk about the Sharks <laughs> here in a little bit. You, yeah. you just be patient. We'll talk about them. Let's start off with the action on Friday, though. First game, you had the Lightning beat the Blue Jackets five to two. We'll talk more about the Jackets in a minute. But Stamco scored two goals in that game. He has three on the season already. We'll talk more about Stammer in this podcast a little bit later on as well. A uh, little little hint there for something coming up for the boys that I didn't put on our little run sheet there. Uh, the Red Wings shut out the Habs 3-0. Billy Huso gets the shutout. I think his first as a Red Wing. Uh, Elmer Soderblom scored his first NHL goal. Michael Rasmussen scored his first of the season as well. They are on a line together with Oscar Sundfist, which is the largest forward line in NHL history, <laughs> which is a fun stat. Like, it's just really three... Are they? It, yeah, it's just three big boys on a line. How to, I have it's to the WWE there. meme of uh, big meaty men slapping meat. Um, <sighs> God damn, we got to show Sin that clip, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, these, I mean, they're huge. Elmer Soderblom, 6'8", 246. Damn! 21 years old. Yeah. Oh, he's Jesus! Huge. Jesus! Uh-huh. Uh, damn, Senator Michael Rasmussen is 6'6", 221. Fuck! And then Sunkfist is 63209. So it makes 63 sound like he's a fucking Yeah, soldier. he's a midget. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know who they need? Yeah. They need a trade for uh uh Douglas Thompson? Is that his name? Uh, I don't the, know who that is. Oh, Tate Thompson. Well, no, no. Oh. El- Endo, you need to know this. He's in your Curtis fucking, Douglas. Thank Curtis you. Douglas. Douglas. Okay, I knew there's a Douglas in there. Yeah, he has like he's stuck at like I think Curtis Douglas, he signed up recently like a two uh a two year two way deal with uh the Leafs. Uh he's tall as shit. He's not as like skinny. He's not like he's not that skinny either. No, um, he's uh on cap friendly listed at six foot nine, two hundred and forty eight pounds. Curtis Douglas. Which means that if he were to play in the NHL, he would be the tallest active NHL player. Correct. Which is crazy. Uh the unfortunate retirement of O Captain, my captain. We miss you, Sedano. So, yeah, hey, things looking okay for the Red Wings. I mean, they got the, all those free agent signings. They already had good young talent, and now you have this guy stepping into the lineup as well. It's fucking six foot eight and scoring goals. Yeah. Um, the Winnipeg Jets beat the New York Rangers 4-1. Mark Shifley scored two goals, which brings us to what we didn't talk about on the last show. You know, we knew it was coming, but the confirmation of the Jets' captaincy changes. No captain this year. The assistants are going to be Shifley, Morrissey, and Lowry, which means Blake Wheeler was outright stripped of the captaincy and not given a leadership role in terms of the letters on the team. That does not 
look good for Blake Wheeler? <laughs> no. There were the reports when Liney was traded about Wheeler and Shifley kind of reigning over that locker room. And dare I use the word bullying in a sense in regards to Liney about him not doing things the way those two wanted it to be done. And now you got your 36 year old captain still on the team. And uh, well, he's, he's not the captain anymore. And again, doesn't even get a letter necessarily. So I'm confused. It makes you wonder what happened in that locker room last season that's led to these changes, especially to, you know, last season, middle of the year, uh, you had Paul Maurice. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year, 2021-22. You had Paul Maurice in the middle of the season just step down. And be like, ah, this team needs a change. I'm out of here. Yeah, I can't Which, do that kind of thing. Yeah, that was December of last year. He's just like, ah, it's 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 yeah. not going to work anymore. And he outright resigned and, of course, is now the head coach of the Florida Panthers. Which I say, of course, I was just reminded of that five seconds ago. Totally forgot Paul Maurice is the head coach of the oh, Florida Panthers. They didn't keep he around. Is? What's his name? Yeah, huh. they, they didn't keep Andrew Burnett. Paul Maurice is the head coach of the Panthers. He was hired on June 22nd. Hmm. Yeah. Did we, like, completely overlook that? I think we did. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm like, sure we talked about it, but four months ago, yeah, feels like 18 months ago. We That's talked about based off, of, based off of the timelines being so screwed up over the past couple of years, and just how yeah spaced out everything feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting time for the Jets. Interesting season for them. And the final game on Friday, the Carolina Hurricanes beat the San Jose Sharks two to one was Brent Burns' first game back in San Jose. Didn't have to wait too long. Cool stuff. Uh, and uh, the best Zvechnikov scored his first for the Sharks. Absolutely, the he did, motherfucker. And that was the only one because the Sharks only put up like 19 fucking shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, the Sharks are something. The Sharks they are something. You know what? On Saturday, let's let's save it for that if we can. I'm not. I'm just saying the Sharks are something. I, that's all I said. I wasn't going to talk about the other game yet. Okay, we'll get there. Um, well, we do get to flip over to Saturday here. Then a lot of games on Saturday. Panthers over the Sabers. I think it was four two. Matthew Kachuk's second goal of the season. So off to a good start for the Panthers. Not much to say about that game. Uh, the Flyers beat the Canucks three to two. Carter Hart. In a tor- in a tort system, I fucking told people. I tried to tell you. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I warned you. I warned you about the um, the um, the, the hockey imperialism. Of Philadelphia Flyers taking over the hockey world. I They're tried to warn you. They, you called me crazy. You, you know why they got the Liberty Bell? You know why that cracks in the Liberty Bell? Because it's like the crack in my ass doesn't fucking seal anything out. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with that, and I was gonna stop you, but uh, I just I couldn't I couldn't find the words. Oh god, Travis Connecty scored his third goal of the season already. The Flyers 2-0. They have lost Rasmus Ristolainen due to injury. He is probably why they're the IR. So. And the Canucks are now 0-2 and have blown multi-goal leads in back-to-back games to begin a season for the first time in franchise history. Bruce, yeah, there baby. It goes. Bruce, there it goes, might have been the episode title until Eyebrows popped up. Yeah. Like, Eyebrows is an all-time episode title. It really is. So, 
For the Canucks, I mean, you're two games in. You're not hitting the panic button. For the Flyers, I mean, hey, that's two games more than you probably thought you were going to win this year. So, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Does Deloria have a letter? God, I hope so. Let me check. I don't think he does. That's bullshit. He should have a letter. He, I, he should be the fucking captain. Years, He's going to be there for long enough. Yeah, he signed for four years. He should have an A. Uh, Hayes and Provorov with the letters. Couturier as well, but of course he's on IR right now. Mm. The Boston Bruins defeated the Arizona Coyotes 6-3. to three. They're now 2-0 and on the year. Two goals <laughs> for <clears throat> friend of the channel. Oh, my God. <clears throat> my body Don't is choke. trying trying to reject this, but no, I will fully embrace it. You know what that is? That's hope, baby. Two goals for AJ Greer, friend of the channel, AJ Greer, who I <clears throat> beat in franchise mode on my Twitch channel not all that long ago. And he's probably going to be too busy to ever play again. Wins a spot on this roster at a camp. Two goals against the Coyotes, which you might be saying, hey, it's the Coyotes. And in which case I say, fuck you. The Bruins, Congrats. with this win, have won 19 straight games against the Arizona Coyotes. That's impressive. The, the Coyotes last beat the Bruins on October 9th, 2010. In Back when they were early, Phoenix. Yes, in one of those early yeah. season games that was played in the uh, Czech Republic. Yeah. Holy shit, that, that streak, though. 19 straight wins. And it's not like the Coyotes were garbage over the entire course of that time frame. No, that was a Western bitch. Conference Finals trip, uh, you know. Yeah. Just a few short years after that. They had a uh, young OEL at that win. time, too. Mm, yes. Speaking in of, my brief of stint as an as an NHL writer, not for the NHL, but for a website, I wrote an article about Oliver Ekman Larson, how he was a an up and coming stop potential star of the NHL. There you go. And you yeah. were right for a short amount of time. I was right for a real short amount of time. <laughs> and then Don Cherry <laughs> called him Oliver Lossom Tossum and it all went downhill. Probably. We have full mascara here and Ryan Dune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Dune. <laughs> How would he say Aaron McGahey's name? We got Aaron McGahey, McGilly. Oh, man. God. Beautiful. What a guy. That was problematic, but holy shit, was he uh, Yeah, just the best of butchering names. Entertaining. The God, the Detroit Red Wings beat the New Jersey Devils five to two. They do lose Tyler Bertuzzi to injury. Um, well, they say it's an upper body injury. Every Red Wings fan will tell you he basically broke his hand blocking a shot. He's going to be yeah. out for four to six weeks, which is pretty rough for them. I feel like, uh, you know, one way or another, he just finds ways to not stay in that lineup. That said. The Devils are more of the talking point here. Oh, I get it. I get the he joke. Always, nice. He always gets his shot, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days, I get it. Real shot at staying in the lineup, right? Funny. <laughs> Funny stuff. Funny stuff. <laughs> we should title this one the political episode. <laughs> should just title this title this episode. episode the liberal agenda. Oh my god, we might have to. We oh, might man. have to. The talking point out of this is that Devils fans have already been heard chanting fire Lindy. Good. Already calling for for Lindy Ruff's head as head coach of the team. Lindy Ruff has been the head coach of the team 
since July 9th of 2020. That's it. Two years, obviously a weird couple of years. Devils fans have already had enough. I would have too. They should be much further ahead of of where they are. I'm sorry. Like they should be further ahead. You look at that lineup. Goaltending is questionable. Sure. But the rest of that lineup, man, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why they're still struggling. Like the wings are, are a comparable team to where they are right now. And they kind of got smoked. In his first season, which was uh, technically uh, uh, one, the COVID-shortened season. It was the East Division. Uh, they finished seventh, didn't make the playoffs. And then last year in the Metro, they finished seventh, didn't qualify for the playoffs. 27-46-9 on the year for the Devils. Yeah. I agree. That's that's not good enough for where that team could be. They should be a team pushing for a playoff spot, not yeah, the they're team that's, yeah, that's on the bubble at best. Yeah, they're bubble bubble potential for sure and yeah severely underperforming so i got jack fucking hughes man like god damn mm-hmm. the kid is special jack hughes dougie hamilton on the blue line like so you got have the Heaster. offensive talent you have guys like damon severson jonas siegenthaler to really kind of shut things down defensively yep they should be much better than they are so in terms of coaches on the hot seat He's probably the first that comes to mind. I mean, how could he not be when fans are chanting for him to be fired two, three games into a season? Yeah, Uh, we'll see uh, when that first domino falls. You know, the NHL, the NHL has been a bit weird, you know, like it's not quite like some years. It feels like teams are just like, nope, this is our guy. We're holding on to him. And other years, it just feels like teams like, all right, yeah, screw it. This isn't working. Let's make that change. Yeah. Yeah. You never really know when that first domino is going to fall. Uh, Washington over Montreal, three to one, nothing crazy. Uh, the caps did sign Sonny Milano. He'll be uh, assigned to the Hershey bears, I believe, which is an interesting signing because he spent, um, camp with Calgary on a PTO. Yep. A lot of flames fans that I've seen feeling like he just didn't put in the effort. Hmm. Like, dare I say a lot of flames fans throwing the word, uh, ego around. Hmm. Can't say I watched Flames preseason hockey, but that's been a lot of the takes that I have seen out there. And as someone who's a big fan of takes, TM. Yeah, I wonder why he didn't stay in Anaheim. I thought he and Zegers had some nice, you know, little little plays together. Obviously, the Zegers flip. But yeah, yeah, right. It's iconic. I mean, Milano last year had thirty four points in sixty six games. Like it's not like he was insane. That's not was bad okay. though. That's yeah. like a good like fourth line like production right there. Fourth that's line? Really you kidding me? In sixty six games played, thirty four points, man. That's like third, middle six. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's kind of nuts that he PTO'd, and then he's going to the the. And there has to be something with his. Wait a second. Let me look up Sonny Milano. How tan is he? <laughs> God damn it! I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, there's oh, there's always an attitude problem. With people who uh, are of, you know, not the right complexion in hockey. I'm just saying. He's Don't tell me about my struggles. You're going to not. You're going to man. You're not in the gonna... NHL, Endo. Okay. Yeah. Why do you I think could've, that is? I could have. I could have done <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Shit. The liberal agenda. Hoisted by my own petard. Remember, I wanted to hold back an entire generation of people. Just oh, so that's I right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. 
<laughs> what the heck is <laughs> Fuck this guy. Oh, I should have been the first. Such Holy a shit. Willie O'Ree, set the fuck down. <laughs> and oh Will, my God. Screw Willie O'Ree. I wanted to be the first black player to score. Fuck you, it's my day. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. The Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Ottawa Senators. Justin Hall did a good, and Matt Murray's already hurt. Endo Mills, your thoughts? Plan the parade! <laughs> no, it's unfortunate. I mean, Matt Murray was kind of like, you know, injury prone, so I mean, him going down already is scary, but it does mean that, like, the Leafs have the most OTR, are, like, available to call up Guys like Nick Robertson, uh, they called up a few people. They called up him, uh, Victor, Victor Mete, and I think Chalgren as well. It's yeah. funny because Chalgren got hurt the night before, and in the Marlies game, and like they lost that game, and everyone was panicking for like a little while because yeah, the Leafs just lost two goaltenders, and now it's the exact same thing they, they were in last year, except now they have Samsonov in like the crease and yeah and fuckery that's, and that's back-to-back Vesna winner in my franchise samsonov 85 yeah. rated in nhl 23 Ilya oh, samsonov he's up to 90 now baby stat growth yeah. <laughs> well i mean he's he's figured out his groove with the, with the game that they played so yeah, um, i didn't see that one hats off to him that was pretty rough yeah you know, I mean, it's really early in the season. You can't really call it of how things are going to go. Yeah. I mean, it sucks when your goalie goes down, right? Like, there's not really anything you can do about that. Um, what Matt Murray's had so many injuries regarding his, um, his like, groin and, like, adductor. So, anything can happen. I just wish the guy could get some success. It's kind of like with Peter Morazic, where he was looking good. He was looking great. Then he got hurt, and he was never the same. Yeah. It's just yeah. hurt quite a bit in his career, though. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, he get hurt. Very play. unfortunate. Yeah. For the Leafs that the biggest thing of the season was, oh, no, the goaltending. How's that going to look? And two games in three games in it's, oh, there's an injury. The goaltending. Yeah. Like, there's just no reprieve from having to worry about goaltending for Leafs fans. It's just yeah. constant. I mean, a lot of those are self-inflicted wounds, if dare I say. They do run goaltenders out of town quite a bit. Sure. Yeah. Freddie Anderson? Mean, I mean, look how he's doing. Uh, I guess Campbell was more of a tough to sign him, but at the same time, how much are they the spending money. on... Really, though, but he signed in Edmonton for a decent amount. Like six, Remember, we have to... We, yeah, but we didn't have six to give. We you have, have three for four? And Samsonov yeah. for like three, right? Or Samsonov on a really small deal right now? Uh, Samsonov's on a really small deal. He's on a one year. Like he's like, like one, one year, like one million or something like that. that. And then okay, Murray's on like might, a four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they were able to get Ottawa to retain salary from that Murray as well. Ah, yeah. yeah so he's on 1.8. So a near two. And then what's the, what's the retention on Murray? Uh, Murray's on like four. Let me see right here. Toronto. Always. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't his cap hit like seven. And then they retained and now he's making the four mil. So they're still paying almost six mil. 
for two goaltenders yeah. that they would have paid for. Not wrong. Like Murray's yeah. retained salary is about four point seven. Sam Sonoff signed for one point eight. I'm sorry, that's a self inflicted wound to me. Yeah, You're like not wrong. I think dude, Jack Campbell looked set. fine. I, I liked yeah. Jack Campbell for them. I don't know. It's we'll talk about you, Jack Campbell in a minute, based yeah. off of a performance in the Battle of Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Go so, for it. Interesting time for the Leafs, as always. It's always an interesting time for the Leafs. Let's be honest. Jesus. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Tampa Bay six to two. Stamkos already got fourth of the year in this game for the Lightning, but Sidney Crosby. Uh, has passed Doug Gilmore for 19th all-time in NHL points, which is crazy, and thankfully Mm -hmm. it happened, I mean, given the fact that once upon a time his career was looking a little bit rocky. But it does bring us to the top 10 active point leaders. Crosby's on 14-15, 1,415. Ovi's on 1,411. You got Kane at 1,100. He's closing in on 12. He'll hit 1,200 this year. Malkin has... An ouch, you know, an outside shot at hitting 1,200. Uh, at least when this was posted, 1,148 points. So 52 points away from 1,200 for Gino. I think that's I, possible. I say he does it, yeah. Uh, Kopitar at 1,071. So 1,100's in sight for him. Patrice Bergeron, 17 points away from 1,000 career points. He hits that this year. How many? 71 away? Uh, 17. He's got 980 oh, points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like, eh, that's that's up there, but I can see. I mean, him do that it. would be an interesting that'd be an interesting debate. What a wait, what a year that would be for him. I'd say he hits probably sixty. I think that's fair. Uh Stam Coast himself, nine hundred seventy seven points. He hits a thousand this year. Guy's got four goals already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Stammer hits a thousand. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing this up is I'm intrigued. Granted, it's not Pittsburgh or Tampa related. 957 points for Phil Kessel. Does he hit a thousand points this year? Probably. 43 yeah. away. Well, yeah. I maybe. think he hits it. It depends. It depends. His production. Like, he's in a good situation. The Knights are looking pretty good. The Pacific's weak. Um, he should get enough ice time because they're very in a weird situation with their forward. They have a lot of like middle six type guys that are playing probably in elevated roles. And I, you know, Phil Kessel this stage in his career is a more of a middle six guy, but I'd say he hits 43 points this year. He's he, going to get power play time and shit, right? He is on their top line right now. Yeah. With Eichel and Riley Smith has That's one elevated three games. Elevated as fuck. Oh, wow. What a fucking yeah. scrub. No, kidding. <laughs> he's, he's so far, he was on a better pace when he was playing with Arizona than he was playing right now with Vegas, which is yeah, kind of funny. There's more. There's more. Well, there's more threats in Vegas. He doesn't have to be the guy, and he shouldn't be the guy at this stage in his career. Agreed. Completely agree with that. Just thought that was yeah. an interesting little thing to bring up with the active point. Yeah, leaders. I, I I think he get it. I, I'd say he's about 40, 50 points this year. So I, I think he can hit that. You know, while he was signed for relatively cheap, I do think if he were to fall short of it, it would be pretty surprising, if not disappointing. Yeah. Especially if he stays in that top six, let alone the top line for the majority of the season. Yeah. Speaking of high-rated goalies, we talked about Elias Samsonov, high-rated goalies in NHL 23. The New York Islanders beat the Anaheim Ducks 7-1 on Saturday. 
John Gibson uh, pulled in that game. 90 overall in NHL 23. So uh, I'm intrigued that there are any Ducks fans listening who can tell me how this was everyone else's fault except for John Gibson's. Because that's been the discussion about John Gibson is, okay, maybe his play is not the best, but it's definitely the team's fault in front of him. This team keeps getting better on paper. Like their defensive depth chart right now, Fowler, Klingberg, Kulikov, Drysdale, Benoit, and Shattenkirk. Like that's not the best, but it's not that bad. Um, the Ducks have been dreadful through their first three games of the season. Mm. Gibson in two games has an 880 save percentage with a 5.4 goals against. Oof. And in one appearance, Anthony Stolar is a six uh, goals against average with an 818 save percentage. Oof. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe it is the team. But uh, it's early. It's way too early to. to yeah, it is. Out. I'm not going to base it off one John Gibson. Still, oh, I'm aware. My gears. I'm aware. My it ass. But I think it's way <laughs> too early. I think it's way too early to make a complete judgment on where John Gibson is and where that team is. For sure. But I'm allowed to meme a high rating in NHL. You absolutely are. I think it should be like an 86, 87 at this point. Generous. And I know you you might agree. Yeah. I don't know. I said you know. I know you might disagree. But uh, yeah, I'd still feel like seeing him all the time and seeing what he was able to do against sub with subpar. He was a poor man's lunk fist for a good amount of time. Yeah. I could see that. You know, I'm sure he'd take that comparison. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to him though. <sighs> Putting my foot down says Tukey. Putting my foot down. Uh, the St. Louis Blues beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 5-2. to two. Tarasenko, this is the Blues' first game of the year, by the way. Tarasenko, two goals to start the year. The Blue Jackets, 0-3 to start the year. Another one of those teams where it's like, what, what exactly is going on there to have it be yeah. such a slow start? And there are numerous teams like this where it's just been, frankly, a pretty brutal start for them. Uh, as of time of recording, there are still seven teams who have yet to get their first win. Vancouver's 0-2, Ottawa, Minnesota, New Jersey, Arizona, Columbus is 0-3, and we'll and talk about else. the Sharks in a minute. <laughs> yeah, let's Out talk. Out of those uh, seven, who do you guys think will be the last to get their first win? I was asked this on stream, actually. Um, so again, it's Vancouver, Ottawa, Minnesota, New Jersey, Arizona, Columbus, San Jose. Who do you think will be the last to get that first win? Um... Shit. I have to look at schedules. Let me just look at the Sharks. Let me see. New York and New York on the road. Sharks. (laughs) Facing the Islanders, who are on the road, who are decent and good enough defensively, and the Sharks aren't going to be able to do jack squat against them. Then we're facing Shesterkin. It's going to be the Sharks, the last one to get their first dub, I think. It's going to be great. So basically, if it's not the Sharks, that team should be relegated to the AHL. Anyone who takes longer <laughs> to win than the Sharks should be relegated, is what I'm Maybe. Hearing. Yeah, I want Bedard. Fair. Get him out of there so they can't get a lottery pick, yeah. <laughs> uh, the LA Kings beat the Minnesota Wild 7-6. to six. The fuck? Wow. Adrian Kempe, two goals for the Kings, three on the season already. I, I don't even know how to talk about that game aside from just, it was 7-6. to six. Have to ask Crash, yeah. <laughs> Like you got Tom yeah. Brady NFL wise talking about how the standard of play across the league has been pretty poor, which is why so many teams are at 500. Um, I think that counts for the NHL as well, because Jesus Christ, a seven to six result. Granted, first couple games of the year, but yeah, oof. figuring it out. 
let's see. Had Dallas over Nashville 5-1. Rupe hints with two goals. Mason Marchman already has three on the season, so Ottinger proven. Last year wasn't very fluky. Ottinger, I mean, was named one of the three stars of the uh, week alongside mm-hmm. Crosby and uh, God, who was the defensive? I forget who the defensive was. I cannot believe he was sitting as far down in fantasy as he was. Ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. I keep referencing fantasy. Eh, what can I do? Fine. <laughs> Golden Knights beat the Kraken 5-2. March or so, two goals. Also three on the year now. So, not too shabby. And then, the Sharks, baby. This is what I've been waiting for. Actually, you know what? We'll save that for last. The other game that took place was the first Battle of Alberta of four on the year. Calgary beating Edmonton 4-3. to McDavid picked up his... Uh, oh, it was McDavid. Actually, it wasn't a defenseman. Who was the there other star go. of the week? Um, McDavid already scored his fourth of the year, which is hilarious. You had Jack Campbell, though, getting pulled in this game. Edmonton was almost able to come back once they took him out for Stuart Skinner. Wow. Interesting start. Picking Oilers, up right where they left off in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Oilers, Leafs, like they just can't escape the talk of what the hell's going on with their goaltending. They can't do it. Yeah, especially when they play each other, man. Like Marshall was great in Dallas, and then he... Yeah. Final thing to talk about on the show. The Hawks beat the Sharks 5-2. to two. For Chicago, Sam Lafferty, two goals. Shorties, by the way. They were both shorties. Were they? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, and also, I want to back it up a little bit. And I told you to put this on the sheet and you didn't. Uh, but the home opener when the Sharks played Carolina, uh, Eric Carlson and Logan Couture were both booed. Yeah, I forgot to put that there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's your thoughts on them getting booed. I think it's stupid. I can understand some of the frustration. Um, But. I, I don't know. I always feel like booing your own players is pretty stupid. <laughs> I mean, Flyers fans booed Ryan Ellis, who's out with injury and whose career might be over. So you got good company. Yeah, but that but that's the fl- no, I don't want to be in company with the fucking Flyers fans. You kidding? <laughs> it's the worst company to be in. They throw shit on the ice like memorial shit on the ice. Remember that when they throw the bracelets on the ice or whatever the hell? Oh, yeah. And everyone's yeah. Died, but take these bracelets back. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Yeah. yeah, I feel like. I like I I can see both sides of it. I think booing your own players is kind of stupid, but I understand the people's frustration. They they want they need to blame Carlson because fan favorite Burns is gone, Pavelski's gone. He's making all this money. He's going to be the scapegoat in that sense. Even though the court the the correlation of events doesn't quite put all the blame on him, that's where it's going to lie. And then Couture is the captain. You know, I can kind of get it. It was more, you know, it was less boost for Couture, but like, man, it was like more like a smattering of cheers for Carlson and mostly booze. It was kind of like, whoa, you didn't quite expect that. But there it was. It's like, man, it's it's never where you want your team to be either, where the fan base feels inclined to boo the two star players. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hurdle and Timo have been pretty fucking invisible through these first four games, too, which isn't great. Yeah, I mean, Luke Coonan is leading forwards in scoring. Oh God, is he? I don't know. I think he was at some point. Carlson's leading the team with three points. (laughs) So the Sharks are zero and four to start the season. Bedard season. David Quinn masterclass. 
Let's go. Oh my god. Sin, don't look it up. Do you know who the Sharks' leading scorer is right now in terms of points? Yeah, it's Eric Carlson. No, it's not. He has three points. Oh, he's tied. He's tied. Yes, he's yes, I he has three it. points. Do you know who he's tied with? Steven Lorenz. No. Fuck. Uh, well, Mary Ferraro also has three points. Yes, there you go. Carlson and Ferraro with three points, leading the way for the Sharks in point totals through four yeah. games. Ferraro deserves $11.5 million. Capo Kakunin, 85 overall in NHL 23, has an 814 save percentage with a 414 goals against average in two appearances. Yeah. James Reimer, a point lower than him, has a 256 goals against average with a 924 save percentage. James Reimer is incredible. Fucking respect on James. Why? It's people. We are. That turns me into fucking Steve Dangle. Put some respect on James Reimer's fucking name. If we do not get a first for him at the deadline, we fucked up. He is so good. You got to get something to... for him at the very least. They, yeah, What's it needs to be a hit? goddamn first. Low, uh, 2.2. Weimer's cap hit is hilarious. It's 2.25 million. Yeah. The Leafs fucked up. I am with Sin, although I don't think they should have kept Jack Campbell. They should have brought James Reimer back. I will die on that hill. They should have brought James Reimer back and not just for Steve Dangle's happiness. He is a really, really solid, not elite, but really solid one a option in goal. Yes. And you could have still brought in Samsonov and tried that out Mm -hmm. between keeping Jack Campbell, bringing back James Reimer or acquiring Matt Murray. I don't know what the fuck Kyle Dubas was thinking going with the, the ladder. I have no idea. I don't understand it at all, but hey, I don't understand done. why Reimer is like so underrated. I really don't get it. Both stints with the Sharks. He's had. I, I but that's the only reason. That's so bizarre. How like, why is he again? Other people have shit performances all the time and they just get forgiven over and over and over again. I don't understand. I guess the same as like Gardner. When, whenever the Leafs say something, it fucking carries with you for the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah. No, one one bad performance, and especially if it happens in Toronto, and that's it. That's just what you're labeled as. James I Reimer mean, has a career 913 save percentage. That's sick. Like, yeah, like you said. 35 games. Not elite, yeah. but how is he only making 2.2? <laughs> I have no idea. The Sharks trade him with 50% retention at the deadline, and they get a first. If they don't, they fucked up. He's worth a first. I'm sorry. That sort of insurance is worth a first. And I mean, in his time, six seasons as a Leaf, 914 save percentage. Three yep. seasons as a Shark, 915. On the Sharks, yeah. uh, of course, there was that one stint where he was traded from the Leafs to the Sharks for those handful of but, games. Yeah, he was only really, yeah, he didn't play in the playoffs, I don't think, and he was right. only really there for that at, at the deadline thing. Had a 912 in three seasons in Florida and a 910 in two seasons in Carolina. Consistency. He yeah. will not outduel Igor Shesterkin for the Vesna. But that consistent goaltending can fucking bring you places. Darcy yep. Kemper just won a Stanley Cup for fuck's sake. James Reimer. That's that's the guy out there right now where these teams with goaltending issues, I'm like, especially for the price, like I get the age, but I, I don't understand it. Put some respect on James Reimer's name. I don't care if yes. he's going to be 35 in March. The guy's goaded. That's right, I said it. So, the Sharks at 0-4. This will be a constant theme throughout the year. 
Connor Bedard update. Yes. Through Connor Bedard's first 10 games in the WHL this season, nine goals, 10 assists, 140 shot attempts, 70 Jesus on Christ. goal. Holy fuck. Is this kid going to change someone's organization for the next 10, 20 years? Yeah, and this whole goddamn podcast is going to make me feel like the Sharks have a shot of getting him, and I know they're not going to. But... Well, they have a shot at getting him. Because I know. they are going to be a bottom three, bottom five team in the league. This year. I hope so. I just want a chance. Give us a first overall selection for once in our franchise's existence. We have literally never had a first overall pick. What a time it would be to get it. Um, I don't I don't trust the odds, though. Even if, we're, even if we're the last team, I don't trust it. <laughs> he's, he's since played his 11th game where he picked up another assist. So he has 20 points in 11 games. Jesus. Uh, Elite Prospects has a projected uh, on pace statistic, which is what I love. Mm-hmm. So he's projected to play 68 games this year based off of his current pace. So it's like, oh, okay, there's 68 games in the season. You take the 11 times that by the nine that he scored. And this is what he's projected to keep up with. He is projected to score 56 goals this year in 68 games with 68 assists, 124 points. Yeah, it's pretty good. Also, 124 penalty minutes. Um, <laughs> because He's a as a lot of people will tell you, if you've watched Conor Bedard, he is a shit disturber. Oh, yeah. I like it. He's he loves f- to talk trash. He is a he he pokes the bear consistently. He's like five yeah. nine too. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, listed at 5'10", 185 pounds on Elite Prospects right now. It's like essentially like the Brad Marchand shit disturbing. Although you could say Bedard obviously doesn't have the track record. The kid was born in 2005, obviously doesn't have the yeah. track record of Brad Marchand crossing the line, but that type of agitator spirit with generational potentially skill at the very least franchise, franchise mm-hmm. number one player, top center skill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like people are, we talked about the whole generational thing. Yeah. If someone wants to throw that term around for what it looks like Connor Bedard might be, I will allow it. Hmm. It might not I'll happen, but down. I'll at least yeah. allow it. I'll say I'll say he's a guaranteed franchise because I mean you think of McKinnon, like I think he could be a McKinnon before he's a McDavid. Yeah. That's so fair. I'm gonna and there was a franchise. gap between those two. That's fair. Yeah. I'm gonna say franchise. As well, because I don't think we have to just pay attention to forwards. Now, it's not this kid's draft year, but this name popped up, and I had never heard of this kid before. He is very French. Uh, yeah. We're going to go with Gabriel. Uh, it's it's a D with the apostrophe. A-I-G-L-E. It might just Daigle. be Daigle. Daigle. Yeah, it's Daigle. 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 I'm pretty sure it's just Daigle. Daigle, even. Yeah. It's not quite spelled like Alex Daigle. So. Hold on Regardless, this kid is 15 years old. He turns 16 in a month. Six foot four, two hundred nine pound goalie. Jesus, you know that's fifteen for the uh, for the Victoriaville Tigers of the Q twenty twenty five draft class. Three games, three wins with a shutout, a one goals against average, and a nine sixty three save percentage. To do that okay, in the Q so- number one is ridiculous because the Q is like the most offensive bullshit league. Well, because they're all French. You're not wrong. What what do you expect? They're all fucking French. <laughs> they play the game like they play ESHL. Yeah, yeah, they legit yeah. like that's why do you think all the fucking Frenchmen are just 
Hey, Tabber, okay, next so, speed down the wing, score. So it's funny that you guys mentioned this. I've actually watched this kid kind of grow up a little bit because a That's few years creepy. ago, uh, he has a YouTube channel. <laughs> he has a YouTube channel. He posted his first videos like when he was like in 20, 2014. It's Gabriel Daigle, like his name. And there's videos of him like training on synthetic ice. And the dude's movements are super fast and crisp. Like, here's a video from like last year. I'll post in the group chat. I'm not, I don't think we'll put it on the video uh, for reasons. Uh, but just the way he moves is super fast. Uh, he did some stuff trading with Marc Andre Fleury in the offseason. And so there was always something about this kid that was just kind of different, how fast and crisp his movements were. Also, he has some good pad style as well, too. There's also that factor. But yeah. He's been kind of like this like kid that's just there and he's he's good. He's very talented. Clearly, uh, I think he's definitely a lot better than um, uh, an average 15 year old because he's in the fucking queue uh, with fucking three wins in a shutout. Like I am all you... aboard the hype train for goalies. Yes. Yeah. Like I like people love hyping up other players. I like hyping up goalies. And it's funny because in this draft class too, it's the, uh, you know, familiar name probably from 2025 is uh, Michael Misa, who is kind of oh. of that. There's, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Swedish <laughs> goalie whose name, it's probably more pronounced like Louvre, but his name is Love Harenstam. Uh, which How, is how's it spelled? Uh, L-O-V-E and then oh. H-A- R-E-N-S-T-A-M. Is there an omelet over the O? No. Oh. But it makes me think of like Victor Louvre. Leaf's great. Mm. So it might, I don't yeah. know. It might be Love Harenstam. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, another 15-year-old uh, goalie who, uh, for the under-18 side with Luleo, five games played, a 951 save percentage with two shutouts. Dope. Let's hype the goalies, damn it. Yes. It's not just about the star forwards. Let's hype up some goalies. Gabriel Deguerre, number one goalie. <laughs> he will be a hab. If he's, he might not be a shark because the sharks are going to get Bedard and they might be too good to get another top pick. But then again, goalies don't really go all that high in the first round. Sin, I want you to get this random French Canadian goalie and I want you to get Connor Bedard. Oh, so here's the best it. part about uh, Gabriel Degue. He was the number two goal, number two goaltending prospect. Um, in the QMJHL draft, which makes him the highest rated ever goaltender in the QMJHL draft classes. And I believe oh, so he, he went just like outright overall. the number two prospect, not just goalie. he's outright the number uh, two prospect. And he's already Jesus. predicted to go into the draft in 2025. He's played three fucking games and they're already saying he's going to be an NHL. I'm here for this. Give me, give me the goalie hype. Give me the goalie hype. The pick before him was Thomas Lavoie. Um, who is a defenseman uh, who's 16, which means that, wait a second, wait a second. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. I got my stuff right. Because if he's, what's his birth year? 2006? If he's 2007, uh, I don't think late he is. Birthday. Late birthday. Uh, for yeah, late birthday. Yeah, late birthday. I was going to say, if he's, if he's 07, that means he's the first ever, like, QMJ, like, early access guy to go that high as a goaltender, too. But he's just, just regular, hmm. just regular. I like the term early access for players. Yeah, early <laughs> early access. access. Isn't it uh, exceptional, exceptional status? Yeah. 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 That's still impressive. It is. Gentlemen, 
I'm glad we were able to get this podcast back on track after those 20 minutes. We got some. Yeah, well, you know, the globalists want to take us over. And no, anyway. You know, the globalists want the sharks to be good. They play in the SAP Center. You know what the SAP stands for? SAP. <laughs> and I won't be a SAP. You don't have to be a SAP either. Get this tent. It'll keep you safe from nuclear fallout. It also has a porthole. I won't tell you what the porthole's for, but you know our sponsor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Holes for trolls, proud <laughs> For guys like us. We see uh... everything. And speaking of seeing, you can see Endo Mills on Twitter at Endo Mills and twitch.tv forward slash Endo Mills, E-N-D-O-M-I-L-L-S. You can see Sin on Instagram because he doesn't go to any other social medias like he shouldn't because that's a globalist agenda. Shouldn't yeah. go to any social media. Instagram owned by Facebook, but Facebook has the metaverse where you can see someone's legs in virtual reality. It's great. Oh it's God. a good time. Buy my products on Meta. You can also follow him on YouTube at Sin for the Win Productions. That's S Y N because he was an edgy kid. That's a C. Thanks. It's a C. I mean, I, I I'm a I'm a little bit. Oh, I can't say that word again. I'll get canceled. <laughs> you know, the globalists always about that cancel culture. And you can follow Tookie Twenty Four at Tookie Twenty Four everywhere. The home of. Complaining about Ishil a lot, but he's right to do it. Ishil's a real globalist agenda as well. <laughs> How World the fuck does he do that, man? Man, that hurts your voice after a while. It's just his voice, man. Like, fucking Christ! You're a liar. You're fake. You're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you can catch us tonight playing some uh, EASHL because I hate myself. You can uh, notice me by my uh, name on the game being Globalist Agenda. No, it is me. No, it is Damn me. it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was uh, going to change it to something meme-worthy, too. I guess we're all going to have fucking meme ass names tonight. Yeah. And the people that we play with that aren't on this podcast are... Well, they, they would wonder what's wrong with us, but they already know. Yeah. We're, we're lost causes at this point. We'll see you on Thursday, everybody, to hype up more prospects that will hopefully eventually be sharks talk about how the Leafs fucked up their goaltending situation again and to hopefully talk about the Bruins even though they're not playing them beating the Coyotes for the 20th time in a row a major accomplishment I would argue worthy of just handing them another Stanley Cup thank you very much we'll see you on Thursday don't let the frogs be gay <laughs> we can't end like that yeah, well, how do we end the show I don't know not like that. That's fine. You got something better? No, he doesn't. No. Does Sid have something better? No. Globalist agendas to J <laughs> J frogs. <laughs> it's fucking frogs just jaywalking oh across God. the street. <laughs> fucking frogger. He doesn't frogger. know. <laughs> 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 we did it. We found the ending. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Globalist Frogger, the podcast. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>